Welcome back to Between the Lines on Sports Radio 810. It's time to talk a little Chiefs football with Patrick Mahomes, the second Chiefs quarterback who is at home for the AFC Championship game, 540 on Sunday night against Tom Brady and the Patriots. It is AFC Title Week. Patrick, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Are you excited? Um, I am. I'm excited to be able to play at home again, uh, get to play a great football team, and uh, get to compete for the AFC Championship. So you had to wait a long time to play, and then you go out and you get a really good win. Does it feel more like you're into it now than the two weeks that you were just kind of sitting there waiting? Yeah, I mean, any time you, you, you get to a big stage like, like the playoffs, you get a win, and you get to keep going, uh, you definitely feel like you're into it. And uh, we know that we have a, a great team coming to town, and uh, we know that they're going to come out, and they've, they've been in this situation before. So we're excited for the, for the opportunity to go up against them and uh, hopefully try to find a way to win the game. Was the game anything different for you? I mean, I know there were some weather conditions, but it really wasn't that cold, so I don't think that affected anything. But, but the game itself, the fact that it was the playoffs, did it feel any different to you than any other game? Uh, I mean, you definitely feel the intensity. Uh, you feel, uh, you know, it's the kind of that that you have to win or you're going home t- type game, and you know that every play counts. But uh, at the same time, you, you stay within yourself. You do what, what's gotten you to this point, and I feel like we did we did a good job of that. And uh, people stepped up on every aspect of the of the game, and we found a way to win the football game. Man, if there was any hesitation or or, or doubt in anybody's mind going into that thing, a 90 yard drive to open the game and score a touchdown would pretty much end all that. You guys must have felt really confident after that. Yeah, I mean, we, we knew we had a good game plan coming in, and I thought we executed it well, especially early. And uh, we, we, we knew if we just kept, kept doing that and kept pushing with the way the defense was playing that we were going to have a good chance of winning the game. Okay, let me uh, just do a couple of orders of business here. Your knee is okay? What happened? It just got dinged by a helmet or something? It, it got banged. It, it's not a twist or anything like that? You just got maybe bruised or something like that? Is your knee good? Yeah, my knee feels fine. I just don't know what happened. Uh, it it kind of hurt in the moment, and then I, like it's almost like the next drive, I went out there and started moving around, and it felt it felt fine after that. So I mean, it really nothing nothing really came from it. Uh, it just kind of happened quickly, and uh, I got over it pretty quick. All right, your team is getting healthier, and some guys are getting back. Laurent Duvernay Tardif is the the one today that we know has been active. I'll get to Sammy Watkins in a moment because he had a real nice game. What are your thoughts on getting LDT back? Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome. I mean he's worked hard to get back, uh, and for him to be able to make it back this season, I mean it, it is uh, a testament to his work ethic. And I'm glad to have him back, and knowing that he knows what's going on, and he, and he's a a great player. Those dudes up front were road graders on Saturday, man. They did the work. Yeah, they were, and I mean that's 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 how the whole team has been this entire year. I feel like whoever stepped in, whoever's played, whoever's kind of gotten their opportunity, they've stepped up and made plays. And so I think that's why we're we're so we're having so much success this season as we're battle tested even and deep into our depth chart, and uh, it's, it's coming out now in the playoffs. It didn't take long for us all to recognize the importance of having Sammy Watkins in this offense. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what it means to have that. You know, one more top-notch first-class weapon because the second the game started, his impact was felt immediately. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's special when he gets the ball in his hands. I mean, the way he's able to run the ball uh, after the catch and get those extra yards and finish people off. I mean, he's just he's a physical player who has a, a ton of talent. And so uh, having him in this offense, I mean, just just gives us another dimension where he's able to use his physicality and speed and uh, really stretch the stretch the uh, defense even more. That was his first playoff win in the National Football League, and he thanked about a million people after the game, which is great. The training staff, the coaching staff for being patient. Uh, how well do you know him? It's you guys' first year together. You've obviously practiced together a lot and stuff. How frustrated was he getting, and, and how happy are you for him that he's back playing? 
I mean, he was he was really frustrated. Uh, it, was, it was a weird deal where he, he he was he was feeling good one day and not the X, and so he he was he was very excited to finally feel good enough where he could get back out there and compete. And I mean, that's what he wanted to do the entire time. I mean, he, he hated not being on that field, and uh, he's glad I'm glad now to have him out there and uh, have that mentality going into this next week. And having a lot of weapons on offense against the Patriots coming up on Sunday in the AFC title game. I want to ask you about Damian Williams as well. If you think back to either training camp or at some point this year during practice or in a game, when was the first time Damian Williams caught your eye and you thought, oh, my, this guy can do this? I mean, I knew it in, in OTAs. Uh, when we first got D-Will, I mean, I could see the, the talent and the way he was able to run the ball but, and then catch it out of the backfield as well. And he, he understood understood how to, how to have success and how to, how to kind of manipulate the hole and, and hit, hit it whenever it was need, to, need be. And, uh, and then it was all about him getting accustomed to the offense. And I think y'all y'all seen as he's gotten more and more accustomed to the offense and figured out what he can do and what he, what he can't do within the offense. I mean, that's why he's started to have so much more success uh, as the season goes on his cut to the right on that touchdown run was kind of an ankle breaker that is really hard to do in the NFL to make defenders look like that yeah, I know. I don't know how he saw him. I mean, the guy was coming from almost the side of his – he must have, like, an, an eye in between that ear hole of his helmet or something. But uh, he, he, I don't know how he saw him, but he, he made a great cut and, uh, I mean, got a touchdown on a, on a run that could have been just kind of a two-yard game. So on the offensive side of the ball, and, and I know, you know, the season's a long season. There's many weeks, many months, many games, whatever. Are you guys as confident right now in what you're doing as you have been all year? Yeah, we. I mean, we are. I mean, we, we, we know that if we just go out there and execute the game plan the way, way it's – that Coach Reed wants it to be executed, that we have a good chance of having a ton of success. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is we're not trying to do too much. We're relying on each other. Uh, we're trusting in each other. And as we keep doing that, we'll keep having success on the field. All right, on Saturday, you guys obviously had a little bit of a sloppy track, but the cold wasn't really a factor. I, you know, I, don't, I never met one fan, really, that was cold. It, it's not like it was a warm day or anything, but it was just kind of humid and the wind wasn't blowing, and it, it was okay. And it looked like the playing conditions, holding the ball, throwing the football and things like that, was never really an issue for you. Sunday looks like maybe the coldest day in years in Kansas City and maybe the coldest day ever at Arrowhead Stadium. You have some experience in this. I was wondering before the interview – um, you know, has Patrick ever been out there on a, on a day like this? But but you say Lubbock gets like this, and you guys did not have an indoor facility in Lubbock. Yeah, I mean, it does. I don't know if it gets to it doesn't get to zero, but it does get really cold. I mean, in the teens, uh, whenever kind of these these wind comes through, Lubbock's a very flat place, and so uh, when the wind comes through and those those little Arctic blasts come through, it does get very cold. And they built the indoor uh, kind of to my disadvantage the year after I left, and so we had to practice outside no matter what the weather was like. And uh, this year, Coach Reed's kept us outside. I mean, all year long, and uh, you you get to practice on all these cold days because during the week, I mean, there's been some cold days this year. It's just kind of we've gotten lucky on game day and uh coach Reed keeps us outside and i think that's going to help prepare us for a cold sunday that we're going to get this week it's supposed to be a very clear and sunny day uh but it will be cold at kickoff and it's going to be dark obviously this is a night game would you rather have five or ten degrees cold with no wind or 22 25 degrees with a 15 mile an hour wind uh, I mean, it really doesn't matter to me, honestly. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if there's really a, I mean, a, really a thing that would matter that much. I mean, you really just got to get out there and throw the ball. I mean, that's all that all it is. If you throw spirals and then you, you have the right fundamentals, the ball will cut through the wind and it'll cut through the cold. I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. As long as you're throwing the ball the right way, you should be able to still do the same things if it's 70 and sunny or if it's zero degrees outside. You're not a glove guy, right? Tom Brady's going to wear a glove on his hand uh, to get a grip. Does the ball get a little slicker in the cold and have you ever thrown with a glove before 
I have thrown with the glove. I mean, I, I, I've never I, – I don't I don't know. I, I've never really felt the cold affecting me too much that I needed to put a glove on. Uh, well, I guess we'll see as this week goes on. I'm sure I'll be outside a couple of days this week. But uh, right now, I mean, I'm just going to stick with what I've been doing and uh, keeping no gloves on and just having a nice little hand warmer to keep my hands warm in between uh, snaps. All right, a lot of folks this year or this week are going to say that this is the year where, where history crosses paths. Tom Brady's almost 20 years older than you. We know his record. Everybody knows his record. He's the GOAT, man. I mean, he's the guy. Do you have any – is there any nostalgia for you? Is there any sort of a feeling that, hey, this is somewhat historical, this guy's going to be retired in a year or two or maybe sooner than that, who knows? And you, I know, plan on having a very, very long career. What are your thoughts about playing a guy that's he's not quite twice your age but almost 20 years older than you in the history of Tom Brady in a game this meaningful? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like you said, Tom has – uh, great history of just winning a lot of football games, and it, and it was awesome to watch. As I've I've grown up uh, just watching him play and watching him have so much success. Uh, but for me, it's 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 not me against him. I mean, it, I play against their defense, and he plays against against our defense, and it's a team sport, and that's that's why it's so special. Is everybody has to compete, everybody has to be on the same page in order to win games like this. And uh, I'm excited for the opportunity that I get to play uh, at our, at Arrowhead with, uh, with my team against him and his team. And I mean. It's going to be a, a truly special game uh, that a, a lot of people will remember for a long time. Besides the outcomes of the great games he's been in, the Super Bowl championships, the AFC titles, and what else, what makes Tom Brady, in your mind, stand out as the greatest or one of the greatest of all times? I mean, it's, it's his demeanor. I mean, nothing ever phases him. Uh, they're never out of a game. Uh, they're never uh, – no moment is too big. I mean, he really just goes out there and plays his game, executes his game plan uh, at the highest of levels, and that's why he's had so much success. And that's stuff that uh, young quarterbacks like me have to kind of try to emulate is try to keep that same demeanor, uh, go out there and try to execute the game plan. Don't try to do too much and then try to win these big football games when you get the opportunity to. Okay, now let's have a little fun. Uh, we're talking with Patrick Mahomes. And recognizing that Tom Grady's as great as, great as he is, can you imagine having to play your sport in your position, standing in the pocket all the time as a stationary target, throwing the ball overhand every single time? How hard would it be for you to play quarterback like that? I mean, I think that's just how, how he's he's evolved over time. I mean, he, he plays to his strengths. I mean, he, I mean when he was – Younger, I'm guessing he, he probably moved around a little bit more, and as as he's kind of learned how to surgically dissect people from the pocket, he's just played more and more to his strength as he as he's as he's gotten uh, more more time in the NFL. And so, I, for me, I play to my strength right now, which is the ability to move around, make the throws from every arm angle. But I'm sure as I as I grow and as I keep learning and keep figuring out different ways, just to get the ball in my hand into the uh, receiver's hands and and reading the defenses, that I'll be more of a more in the pocket as the career goes on. Should be fun to see two completely different styles okay uh your former coach cliff kingsbury seems like he's landed on his feet okay patrick he had a nice job at usc and that didn't last long and now he's the head coach of the arizona cardinals josh rosen's the quarterback there or they could draft another quarterback what do you think it's going to be like for your uh, former coach cliff kingsbury in the nfl yeah, I mean, he's he, right now he, he's got the job, like you said, he's landed in a great position with a, a great organization, and now he's just going to put in the work. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Uh, I haven't got to really talk to him with my schedule being as busy as it is, uh, but uh, I know he'll put in the work and figure out what's best for that for that organization about uh, what what coaches to bring in and everything like that. And then uh, I'm sure he'll what um, Rosen and and we'll have a, a great time with him being the coach and being able to help help him uh, evolve and keep getting better and better in the NFL. 
All right, I try to end every week with something a little bit non-football, and I've got one today, and I'm hoping that I'm the first person that will share this with you. This is absolutely true. We've heard the term astronomical odds. Well, these are truly astronomical odds Sunday night. About an hour after your game concludes at Arrowhead Stadium, there is going to be an extremely rare astronomical event. It's a complete lunar eclipse. They're calling this the Super Blood Wolf Moon. I'm not joking. The moon will be completely red over Arrowhead Stadium at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean that that is that is crazy. I did not know that. Uh, hopefully, we can get a win, and then uh, we can we can watch it off in the, the stadium together. I can't even imagine the pictures that are going to get taken of the tailgate, the parking lot, whatever after that game when that thing starts around ten o'clock on Sunday night. The Super Blood Wolf Moon. You can't make that stuff up. Patrick, go get him this week, man. Uh, everybody in Kansas City is is rooting for you. Wish you the very best, and we thank you for your time as always, sir. All right, thank you. All right, take care. There is Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is up on Sunday at 5.40 Central Time, Arrowhead Stadium. You couldn't have two quarterbacks that play the game so differently at such a high level. Tom Brady, 20 years older than Patrick Mahomes, stand in the pocket, stationary target, and just deal. Quiet feet. Tom Brady has the quietest feet of any quarterback I've ever seen. He's just a statue standing back there, and he just deals, man. And he is something else. And Patrick Mahomes, who's always on the move, slinging it sidearm, running out of the pocket, doing whatever. Completely different quarterbacks playing at the highest level in the NFL in the biggest game you could possibly play in at Arrowhead Stadium. That is the AFC title game. Uh, Chatted briefly with Patrick before we got started here, and that's how I knew about his experience in so much cold weather. You know, he didn't get the snaps last year in Kansas City. So when the weather got cooler or colder in December or even into January, Alex Smith was still getting all the snaps. At practice, it never got this cold. I don't know when was the last time Arrowhead Stadium was at 5 degrees or 0 or whatever. It's been a while. There have been some cold games there. But this is going to be unusual-type weather, and I don't know if he's ever played in a game like this. At Texas Tech, he said they never really had games that cold, but there were a lot of practices in the teens and maybe down to 10 degrees where during the week it would dip down like this. The Arctic blast would dip down. Remember, this isn't Dallas or Houston. They were in Lubbock. is out way west way west, western Texas, and it's flat and the wind blows. And the wind chills would be much worse in Lubbock than they would be here. So he makes it sound like he's had a lot of practice in this, and he's taking them outside every day this week. Now, it isn't nearly that cold. I mean, it's, what, 40, going to be 40 today? You, you can't practice in 40 for what's going to be five, and it is just going to be a one-day event. I mean, it literally the bottom is going to drop out for about 24 hours and that includes the game. At least that's what they're saying right now. So the cold won't last long, but it will be there. Tom Brady's record in under 20 degrees, under 30 degrees. I look every one of them up. It's not even close. He is the greatest cold-weather quarterback of all time. But he's played outdoors, and he's the greatest postseason quarterback we've ever seen. So you knew his cold-weather record was going to be phenomenal. It's not going to affect Brady. He'll wear a glove. Uh, the question is if you get hit when it's this cold, if you're constantly getting up off the ground, if you get knocked to the ground six or seven times in a game, how does Brady feel at the end compared to how Mahomes feels? And I think that could be the difference here. Um, Mahomes has experimented with a glove, but he doesn't plan on doing that on Sunday. I think a lot of this will be pregame routine. I think he's going to get out there a few hours before the game in bitter cold, see what the ball feels like. They need those footballs to be really cold when he starts warming up because I've talked to a lot of quarterbacks through the years. They say when it gets really cold – They get slick. I've only heard of one quarterback say that it's easier and he likes throwing the ball in the cold better than the warm, and that is Aaron Rodgers. He has said that repeatedly. Some of that comes from the fact that this goes back to Deflategate, 
once the football goes outside, once they've inflated it indoors to the proper PSI, when it goes outside, it goes down a couple pounds and it becomes softer and you can squeeze it and grip it just a little bit tighter. So I think there are some quarterbacks that believe when it gets colder, the football is actually easier to hold because you can squeeze it a little bit. Of course, kickers hate that because you can't kick it as far when a, when a pound or two comes out of it. Um, that's what Deflategate was all about, folks. That's exactly what Deflategate was all about, was getting air out of the footballs so it's easier to hold in the cold. And we're going to have that on Sunday. Once those footballs are outside for a while, they will lose. Uh, look, any kid that grew up in Kansas City playing basketball in his driveway knows this. You know the difference between the way your ball bounced in the gym when you went to practice or when you came home from practice at night and you're standing out in the driveway hitting shots when it's 25 degrees. That ball gets real soft real fast. And it changes everything. So not a lot of experience here for Mahomes in this weather. Not a lot. Again, last Saturday, temperature simply not a factor in that game. None whatsoever. Uh, the field condition was just a little bit sloppy, but there were only a couple, three plays that it looked like anybody was really having any trouble. That shouldn't be a factor at all Sunday. It's going to be a frozen field, and it should be in very good shape by Sunday. Everything should be just fine there. The main thing is gripping that football by the quarterbacks in the bitter cold. There is Patrick Mahomes. He joins us every week right here on Between the Lines.